I saw it. Where'd you guys shoot the video? Brooklyn. What's up, Jody? Hey, what up, Jody? Jody, do you know about the suit and the sauce? Jody, Jody. <laughs> And he recorded, he recorded all his vocals on his iPhone. Yeah, really? Yeah, in his little apartment in Brooklyn. Shout out, Arnie. He killed it, man. That's amazing. He recorded it on his iPhone. I did mine in a studio. Because I don't really sound that great on an iPhone. He, he killed it. He killed it, man. Well, Jody, this is the sauce. And this is him rapping. You grow all of this. So I don't, this is not the normal intro that I do, but that's fine. Because I want people to hear your music. Yeah, thank you. I just dropped the music video to this. Check out my profile. Yeah, Jody, he's the man. He's the man. Yeah, holy man. Yeah, so we recorded the music video, posted it. Um, yeah, album's coming out next month. I'll have another single drop in here in a couple weeks. So, yeah, I'm stoked, man. Well, you're, he's going to be playing a song. Yeah. What's up, Avril? Good to see you. What is going on? What's up, everybody? What's up, iHeartRadio? What's up, Spotify? What's up, iTunes? What's up, Google Play? And, of course, what's up, all of you lovely Facebook people? And what's Facebook. up, YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. So. Damn. You got everyone. This is, uh, yeah, man, 20 platforms now. 20. Unbelievable. <laughs> I remember when we, we started the show, uh, you know, six months ago or something, and it was, <laughs> we were just figuring it out, right? And now look, 20 platforms. Right? It's amazing. You're incredible, man. All right, listen, what's up, everybody? Welcome it's good back. to see you. So, this is a special edition of Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Evening edition, but then again, 
as we learned last night when we did a show at 6 o'clock at night, it's morning somewhere. And it it's is. never too late for gratitude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my homeboy, Roman. What's and up, guys? He's a.k.a. the sauce. But my man here has is releasing an album. Yeah. And what you just heard was his first single that he released. Yeah. And you've got another one that you're going to be playing on the show later. Yeah, I'm actually just for you, man. You know, you guys already know this guy. I love this guy. He's amazing, dude. You are a leader in, in this industry, what you do with your show, with just who you are going out in public. You know, I, I, I see you out there every morning <laughs> talking to strangers. <laughs> you know, you do your thing, man. And what you do is you bring joy to people. Thanks, man. And, and with my music, man, I hope to do the same thing. You know, spread a message, but also bring joy to people, you know, because music does that. I watched a video that you posted from a year ago. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. And talking about a process of that you know you went through that you blessed mm-hmm. me to allow me to go through. Right. And that look on your face is one that <laughs> I I'm still feeling like yeah. that just wow, the freedom. Mhm. And like a lot of the music that I've heard so far is it's like reflecting on your past. Yeah. But yet it's, it's also presented with this amazing light mm-hmm. and joy. And like, so you were talking about wanting to spread joy to people. Yeah. But I think you have to be able to express the pain to be able to, sh- and then overcoming that and using your pain for purpose. Like you've experienced yeah. that, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I really believe that, you know, music is, a, is expressive. It's expressive arts at its core, but it should also be a reflection of the artist. Right. You know, for, for me, it's all about message, and that message needs to be cemented in experience. Right. And so for me, my experience is lots of pain turned into passion, creates purpose. And so my album is called Bipolar. Right. Fitting. And the reason it's called that is, first of all, to bring uh, awareness to mental health. Right. I think it's a subject that we don't often talk about. You know, it's kind of taboo in society. Like we know it exists, but we don't really want to deal with it. Um, Bipolar itself is, you know, two polar opposites. Right. So like the good, the bad. Right. um, The ugly, the beautiful, if you will. And for me, uh, with my history, which is an addiction, right? Spent many years as a as a drug addict, in and out of prison, homeless, you know, really at the bottom uh, sectors of life. And then to be able to come through that, to see the light, to be brought through by people, and now be in a position that I'm at in life where I am successful and I'm able to give back and help people. Yeah. So that in itself is bipolar. Sure. You know, it's two polar opposites. And in my album, you hear a lot about what it was like. And now you hear what it's like now. Yeah. You know, so it it really is a complete story of my uh, of who I am, you know, as a person, as an artist. And it's relatable. Right. So you don't have to be suffering from mental illness or addiction to really understand my music or to feel something. You know, here's a here's a stat for you. And this is actual fact is that everyone in this world, like everyone, you know, people you see on a daily basis, everyone knows at least seven people who suffer from either mental health, health issues or substance abuse. We all know at least seven people. 
So just think about that for a second. That's a lot. You know, seven people is a substantial amount of people that impact our lives. That's true. You know, so to be able to address uh, an issue that's so prevalent and to, to be able to, to provide some sort of hope. So when you started, so I, when you told me that you were making an album, I'm like, what? I had no idea because the only music I saw that I, I really, I didn't even know that you were interested in music, but you showed me a video when you went to New York. Yeah. Yeah. And Roman, it's so, it was so funny. Like he just was like just a video of him and there's a band playing. And yeah. then all of a sudden you go up and freestyle. And yeah. I thought, like, I thought, I'm like, I didn't even know you were into music like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then here you are freestyling. I'm like, Oh my God, he's got talent. Yeah. But that freedom that I saw, and this is before I started my journey three Mm -hmm. months ago. Right. But that freedom I saw was like, oh my God, I want that. Mm -hmm. Because I would never, well, now I would. Right. But I would never, I don't, I would never dance sober. Like that would be the last thing I do. And anyone that knows me from, what's up, Jason Felix? What up, Jason? Um, I would not ever go out and just dance to dance unless if I was just hammered but and it's because I'm talking to my head like I can't dance I can't do this I can't do that oh I'm I'm shy I'm like all of that and that freedom that you express I'm like I was so envious of that and and like now and then to see like and to understand where that freedom and that shift comes from now that video that you posted from a year ago like seeing all of that, it's like, I get it now. And like we all, it's like that joy that we had when we were children of just like dancing out in the rain, butt naked yeah. and no one cared, not a care in the world, just yeah. free to express yourself. Like that's where you're at. And here you are taking on this, You, I mean, a full studio album. Yeah, it's fully professionally done. You know, I spent a lot of money on this into something that started out as like a hobby passion project, but really caught fire. And I really got wrapped up in the creative process. And you know what? I just said, go for it. Did that. No. So did this creative process, that freedom, did you, did you always dream of rapping? Did you always dream of making an album or did this come about in that process of discovering and having a clearer vision for yourself? No, you know, it's funny. You know, I have a gold grill. Some of you guys can see Yeah, I could take it out. Um, but a lot of people ask me, you know, why do you have like a gold grill? That's really weird. Well, you know why? It's because like when I was in my second foster home as a youth, you know, I was like six years old and I went into this large group home and, right. I, and I had roommates. You know, I had three other kids living in this small room with me and one of them was 16. The other one was 15 and I was the youngest, but they introduced me to hip hop. And the first thing that they were playing was Tupac you know, and NWA and Ice Cube and, you know, West Coast hip hop is what I grew up on. And I remember just instantly falling in love with it. Now it was taboo for a white guy, right? Sure. So to be in that until like Eminem came along. Right. I mean, when Eminem came along, it like completely changed hip hop forever. And he'll go down as one of the best rappers of all time. No, for sure. You know? So it was something when I was a kid, I wanted to do it. But just like every other childhood dream that I had, and most of you guys probably had, we stuff them away for our responsibilities as a grown up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like somewhere along the line, maybe a teacher, or maybe it was a parent or, or a foster, you know, someone told me I can't do that. And I believed them. 
Yeah. You know, and you're talking about freedom, man. It really goes back to, you know, when I went out to Brooklyn, I went and saw the show and they were doing their thing. And I was like, hey, can I come up? And they're like, what? Sure. And I just freestyle. That freedom that I'm talking about is really um, just being who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I have, I have the, um, I have so many gifts and one of my gifts is my children yeah. and my ability to watch them on a daily basis. And what I see from them is that they are at all times themselves. They're not worried about what you think or, <laughs> or how they're coming across. They don't care about anything. They're just laughing. They're crying. They're snot. Like they're just them. Yeah. And so I get to witness them. And I get to ask myself, like, what happened? Because that was me. Right. You know, once upon a time, I didn't care. You know, and now I'm so wrapped up in image or what people think about me or what society says. I have to do my responsibilities, you know, what it means to be a citizen in society, you know, and all these pressures that we put on ourselves. And it was like, you know what? Like, no, man. No. Like the evolution of man, and I'm not talking about, oh, we came from reptiles. I'm not talking about that evolution. I'm just talking about as we grow. Right. Right? Like a close friend of mine says, uh, the only thing that we as humans need to do is grow. The moment we stop growing, we start dying. Yeah. And I believe that. So why are we constantly evolving, and why do we put ourselves in these boxes of these social norms, these learned ideas and ideations? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? We put our, we literally limit ourselves and put ourselves in a box. Right. You know, and to be able to break through that. Now, for some of us, it takes profound experiences, which we both now have experienced. Right. You know, some people, it's a spiritual experience. Some people, it's going out in the jungle in the Amazon for three years. You know, <laughs> whatever it is for you, like, please have that experience so that you can have that freedom because on the other side of freedom is you. Yeah. It's who you actually are. And once you actually figure out who you are and you're comfortable with that, dude, life's great, man. I have good days. I have bad days, but it doesn't matter, man, because I'm me and I love me today. And I didn't always love myself. Yeah, you know? I, I know that feeling, you know, and for me, like I just even knowing my journey and like all the detox and the exorcisms that I've gone yeah. through in the last few months, especially. But there was this final piece and like working on herself is a journey, man. Yeah. And like every time you, and, and every time I think I've got something figured out, I've discovered something else that I've got to learn. And the biggest thing for me recently was realizing forgiving myself. And by forgiving myself, I was able to realize that like the, the, it, forgiving myself allowed me to shed the limiting beliefs about myself. Mm. And one of them being, like I'm not, I'm not a good father. And this process that I've been on and I've watched you, man, like ever since you moved to little Italy and I see your little girl, I see you with your kids yeah. and they're always with you. And it's like, it's so much fun. And I always think, and your, your daughter looks like mine at mm-hmm. that age. And I'm sitting there going, what the f is wrong with me? Like, why can't, like, what, why can't I be a good dad? Why can't I, and then that process for me, especially this last weekend, in being able to go, not only can I be a good father, I get to be a good father. Damn, and in that joy, and like, and the first thing I thought about after that was I was like, freaking Roman, man, freaking Roman. 
<laughs> and and I and it's so funny too. And like if you talk, if you ever think about like anyone out there listening right now um, on the radio or watching right now yeah. on Facebook or YouTube, if you think that it's never too late to turn your life around, you're wrong. Yeah, it, it's it's only too late when you're dead yeah. because. Like you've been through so much in your life, and then I and I've been through a lot yeah. as well. And they're different stories. Yeah, we all that have. We, everyone has. Yeah. But you can when you turn, make that decision to start using your past to bless other people's life. Like if you would not have turned your life around, dude. Seriously, this is this is how the this is how amazing this is. We didn't know each other until six months ago. Correct. But had you not made the decision to turn your life around and go through the process that you went through and gone through and are going through, if you had not done that and then turned around and blessed me the way that you had, I would not be what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm going for, pursuing my vision, being a father finally, and yeah, that would have never happened. So like by the ripple effect of you making that decision to turn your life around, and the effect that that can have on other people. So yeah. because you turn your life around, all of the people that you've blessed and me being one of them and then me and who I'm going to bless and who I am blessing, that happens. And then you get to do the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it didn't start with me, right? Somebody did it for me right. and somebody did it for that person and somebody did it for that exactly. person. And we can go back and back and back and back. But what's more important is like, who are you going to do it for? Yeah. And then like, who is that person going to do it for, right? Because I didn't just do it for you. I did it for like 15 people, right? Sure. And then those 15 people did it for another 15 people. And it's just this massive movement, man. Like we are like us, we're like matter, right? We're just a bunch of atoms bouncing around. Like I'm not like a scientist or anything. (laughs) But my understanding is like we're made of like protons and neutrons and, and shit like that. But we're atoms, right? Right. And, and atoms are always expanding, right? And and that's what we're trying to do with this movement. It's we're moving around. It's like we're trying to create something that hasn't been created, you know? And, and what that is is just self-love, man. It's the oldest thing in the world, right? Yeah. Like you, you look at the Bible. What does it talk about? What is most of its message about? Yeah, love God, but love yourself, yep. right? Once you love God, you can love yourself. Like, what are the most inspirational leaders throughout history? What do they talk about? Love others. Love yourself, right? It starts with love and it will end with love. How love. long did it How long did it take you, and we don't have to go into your story, but, like, yeah. how long did it take you to get to that place after making the amends and, like, working things out? How long did it take you to forgive yourself? Or did you forgive yourself before you started making amends with everybody else? Like, kind of fixing things up in your life? Uh, I, I was able to forgive myself in the process of forgiving others. Okay. For me, it was, listen, man, and, and you can all relate to this, everyone. Like, no one has ever done as much bad shit to me as I have. And, <laughs> it's and, so and, and it's factual, right? Like, we do the worst things to ourselves. Yeah. Right? Like, if anyone did half of the stuff that, that I've done to myself, like, I would want to fight them to the death. Right. But, right. I, but I'll justify it and, and allow myself to beat myself up constantly. Right. Right. So I had some real issues with me. Right. When, when the when the smoke cleared and the fog cleared and I was able to see everything for what it was, I was like, Roman, me and you got issues. <laughs> right? I, 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 I can forgive everyone else. Right. Because right. humans are fallible. Sure. We all make mistakes, man. You can catch anyone on a bad day and they'll say something that's crossed. 
Yeah. Right. And then the other part is how I interpret things. So even when even when people did something bad to me, I played a wrong in yep. either allowing it or the way I interpreted it. Sure. You know, and some of some of that was just holding on to it for years. Right. Yeah. And that negative energy is it's cancerous, man. It eats away at you. Yeah, it does. How are you supposed to live happy, joyous, and free when you're constantly pissed off about the world and this person did that and yada, 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 right? Yeah. So for me, it almost all happened in an instant where I was able to be like, okay, I forgive everyone and I forgive myself. That's and I'm nice. at peace. You know, and then I did the work. And the work is actually going out there and making a difference in people's lives. Because... And it doesn't have to be like the people I harmed, right? Obviously, hey, make amends to those people. Like, yeah, I messed up. But also the other people, right? Because everyone's been hurt. It's true, man. We, we all have hurt and pain points. And not everyone's going to stand up and apologize for what they did. No. So maybe I can come in and apologize for what something someone, someone else did. Yeah. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, really quick, I want to give a shout out. What's up, Peter? Uh, Zanetta. Or is it Zanita or Zanetta? I want to give a shout out to Zanetta Owens handbags. You plug your, plug your stuff. I saw, I actually met her today um, at a mastermind event. Okay. And she's got these amazing custom made handbags. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think she makes them for guys, but they're really cool. (laughs) So you can plug them. Um, so I want to talk to you because you that you were talking about something and it reminded me of mirrors mm. that because I, man, I got to tell you, every time that somebody would confront me with something or if people would come at me cross, as you were saying, like I was like, I'm being attacked and I would take mm-hmm. it and either I would attack back or I would kind of I would run or I'd play small. Right. Yeah. And, but most of the time it was to rock, yeah, <laughs> come yeah, back at you. Yeah, yeah. And, but I was so mad. Well, I'll just get care. I was like losing my, I was freaking out. I was like, screw this. I'm done. Can't do this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then I got a, then I got a, um, and then one of the coaches called me and goes, I want you to do something. Mm-hmm. I want you to write down five things that you just hate and just make you so angry. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. I'm like, well, that's easy. I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. give you 10 right now. <laughs> so, and then they're like, okay, I'm done. She goes, okay, now write down five things that you love about that person. And I'm like, okay, I don't get, I don't have five things. And then I start writing and she goes, all right. So those five things that you love are things you love about yourself. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh man. And then, and then, the back to the parts that I didn't like. Sure enough, they were all things. And so now every time someone comes at me because of this, it's shifted my whole perspective about relationships, friendships, people you interact with yeah. just in a short time. Like the short time I've known Zanetta, like already, like there was, a, I'm like recognizing the mirror effect, the yeah. things that I like about her, the things that I think are cool. <laughs> it's like Listen, man. Every, so weird. Everything is a reflection of self. Right. Going back to what you said, the fight or flight. Right. Yeah. Like when someone attacks our initial response, our premial response is fight or flight. Either I'm going to fight this person or I'm going to take off. Like, why is that? Because we think we're being attacked. What is that? That's perception. Man. Yeah. You know, and when I shift my perception from I'm not being attacked, this person's just going through some shit. How can I help? Right. I don't need to fight or flight. I get to actually be of service, maybe. You know? Right. And so just being able to switch perception 
has been one of the greatest tools I've ever learned. And I take it, I, I call it a God moment, yeah. right? And it's like just a moment where I pause. So instead of reacting, right? Because reaction is like you pour gasoline in a fire, boom, reaction, right? You mix two chemicals and it explodes. That's a reaction. I don't want to be like that. Right. I want to respond. Now, respond means that I take a moment and I think about something and I make it educated or heartfelt, you right? Know, uh, whatever. So I call it a God moment where anything that kind of throws me off a little bit and I want to react, I just take a second and I say, okay, is this the right decision? Now, we all have a conscience, right? Sure. Unless you're a psychopath, sociopath, <laughs> then you don't. And then, like, tough luck, shit's, you know, life's probably difficult. And I have compassion for those people, too, because right. they didn't choose that. Right, right, right. You know? So, yeah, there's some bad shit people do. But listen, we don't all choose like what body we have or who our parents are, or what our DNA makeup is. None of us have that that choice. Yeah. Right. So I take that God moment and I think, is this right or is this wrong? So most of the time it's, is this what I want to do or is this what I think God or the universe wants me to do? You know, and then I just make the, the best decision. And when I do the best thing, I get the best results. Right. Right. So let me ask you something. So how has vulnerability amplified your career? Well, let me tell you, I wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't learn to be vulnerable, right? And even with, like, all this stuff that I've done, I think I've done really good things for a number of years now. You know, ever since I came to San Diego, I got sober and I got my life together, which was six years ago. You know, I think I've been a good person, right? you know, but most of that person was, like, shielded, or like almost selfish, right? I did things for selfish reasons or selfish motives. And the biggest selfish thing I did was really keep people away from who I actually am by building walls. And we all do it, right? Sure, we we sure. build these walls for defense mechanisms. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want people to know. We don't want to give people ammo to potentially hurt us in the future. <laughs> and one of the greatest things I learned was just drop the walls and be vulnerable, man. Because when you're vulnerable, you let people really know you. And that's not a weakness either, though. Not Why? Either. So show, tell me where the strength and the true power and vulnerability is for people that don't know. Because there's a lot of men that are terrified to be vulnerable. Listen, man, I cried today with another man. Uh, you know, I had a rough morning. Some things happened. I sat with another man and I cried. Yeah. Two men, you know, and I would say, like, I'm, I'm a dude that, you know, my heyday, you know, <laughs> I'm a tough dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've been and, through and, some stuff, my yeah, man. <laughs> but I, you know, I got to cry with another man because that's the emotions that we both had at that instant, and it was the right thing to do. Yeah, you know, and and that moment was beautiful. You know, we we released emotions, man. And for a split second, this other man, he he apologized. He said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying." And I stopped him and I said, "Listen, man, don't apologize for feeling feelings. You know, like." That's what feelings are there for, to feel them and experience them. Yeah. And then I started crying with them. We held each other. It was this beautiful moment. Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't for that, if I was like, yeah, you know, maybe try not to cry anymore, you know, weenie. All right. <laughs> or maybe I just let him apologize for crying and yeah. like allowed him to stop. Right. What is that doing? That's going against our natural reaction. Right. And what that does is it throws us off course from where we should be going. Like what? 
the universe has set for us. So like the biggest strength in being vulnerable and, and allowing yourself to feel feelings and allowing others to feel feelings, that's a big part too. It's allowing other people the opportunity to have their space and have their experience, right? And, and, and encourage it, you know, because we don't get to be fake, man. The days of being fake are over, I say. So like, let's all be real and be who we are, you know, because in that, like I said, it, it, this is all connected, man. In being real, in being your true authentic self, you will find purpose, you will find passion, you will find love, you will do things in life you never thought you were gonna do, and it all starts with that. I, I've realized that, for me, like I didn't, when people would say, your power is in vulnerability, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. But realizing that by being authentic with my emotions, not pent up, you know, being able to take things at face value, where it's, hey, this is feedback, whether it lands or not. Like, I'm not stuffing things anymore. So I'm allowed to, in yeah. that moment, go, oh, my God, this makes me sad. And actually be with that. And it's it, and it allows me to process things so much better. Process. It, it, experience. Yeah. It allows you to experience. Not it. running from it. Yeah. God, I've run. I, on, oh, my God, it's exhausting thinking about how much I ran. And ran and ran and ran and ran and ran because it didn't want to feel sad. It was so much easier for me to be angry and pissed off. Like that was serving me well. Yeah, my relationships were so great in my life when I was just trying to be strong and try to be a man. And and I'm not going to show emotion and not it, like that. Well, oh God! What happens is you end up bulldozing people, and people don't want to be in a relationship with you. I was the bulldozer. I was. I was a freaking bull, and I, I guess that you can't say that slang anymore. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I was reckless. Yeah, it is just a ball of crazy energy. You turn people off. You uh, make people want to run away from you. Yeah, you know, and then you end up lonely. You know? Yeah, because because yeah. no one else is around, and because you keep running from shit, you're not at peace with yourself. So even when you're alone, I'll tell you this, man. The greatest part of my life today is when I have moments where I'm just alone, right? When no one's around, I don't have anything I have to do, the TV's not on, I'm in bed or I'm on the couch or wherever I'm at, maybe it's driving and I turn the radio off and I just get to be alone mm -hmm. because I love myself today and I love that time. Now, how many people can actually say that? Oh, because everyone's got to have noise. Yeah. Or do, doing something. Yeah. And once you get to that place, that place is like nirvana, right? It's like, oh, I'm there. It's, yeah. it's, it's like me and God time. It's like you and I, man. It's just us, dog. Are you going to write a book? Yeah. I mean, I'll probably have someone else write it, you know, because I'm not. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. When I was 13, true story, when I was 13, I ran away. And I had this idea that I was going to be the best documentary type writer ever, right? Right. So I had an idea where I kept seeing homeless people and I wanted to get their story. So I ran away for like two weeks. I hopped on a train. I went up to Sacramento, like just disappeared for two weeks. I lived with these bums. I traveled all over Northern California with them. Uh, I ate out of dumpsters. I had a video camera and a, and a tape recorder, and I would just listen to their stories. 
We were drinking. We were doing drugs. I saw somebody get hit in the head with a hatchet over a pack of cigarettes. Like, I lived in that grimy, homeless, traveling life for, like, two, two and a half weeks. And then, finally, some cops raided a bum site, and I got picked up because I was a minor. They ran my name. There was a missing persons report. But anyway, I got home. My uh, my foster parents were like, where were you? What were you doing? And I told them, hey, I wanted to do this documentary. I'm going to write this story. It was going to be called America's Lost. And it was the true stories of the homeless men and women in America. And I sat down and I started to type. And I got about three pages into this thing. And I was like, I hate writing. <laughs> so, I quit. so I quit. Yeah. So, yeah, writing and me not... Not best friends, but yeah, at some point when the time is right, I, I will put out a book. So tell everybody, for those of you who are not familiar with Roman, what are some other things that you're passionate about outside of music? Well, I have a podcast. Yeah, um, it's sober, a great podcast. Sober Life Audio Experience. Basically, it's just talking about what life is like sober because a lot of people have misconceptions about it. You know, we have bias. It's another taboo talking. We don't want to talk about people who suffer from drugs or alcoholism because we all know them. Maybe even you listening, you know. Um, So I have a podcast with my uh, with my business partner, Brian. He's incredible. We bring guests on. We talk about what it's like. Um, Aside from that, I am the co-founder and CEO of an aftercare coaching business, which basically we do one on one on one coaching with people once they leave treatment. And then, boom, next month here in downtown San Diego, we're opening our doors to an actual treatment center. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sober Life Recovery Solutions, which is an outpatient treatment center for people suffering from substance abuse and, you know, mild mental health. I So that's, that's my thing. My passion is addiction, yeah. right? Like, I have a personal mission statement. I believe in having personal mission statements. If you don't have one, I I strongly encourage you guys. Seriously, this this will be a huge piece, and this is a gift that somebody gave to me. I did it, and it's been a blessing. It's something I live by. Go home wherever you're at. Like when you get home or you get time, sit down and write your own personal mission statement. My personal mission statement is to be a bright light in a dark world, yeah. and I live by that. Everything I do has to go back to my mission statement. And it doesn't matter. It changes, whether that's with addiction, whether that's with post-traumatic stress, whether that's with sexual trauma, whether that's anything, whether that's I see a person that's having, I could tell they're in a bad mood, just saying, yo, what's up? Whether that's going that walking down the street, people asking people, what are you grateful for? You know, it doesn't matter, man. It all goes back to that for me. That's what I live by. That's what I teach my kids. That's what, that's just who I am. You know, if I was a quote, that's the quote I would be. We have similar mission statements because okay. I, well, I mean, mine is no, mine is wanting to be the, I want to bring people out of the shadows. I want to be, I want to go into the darkest corners of the earth, meaning the dark parts yeah. of the, like mental health, sexual and physical abuse, human trafficking. I think I said mental health issues, yeah. homelessness, poverty, yeah, the HIV population. Like, I want to work with all of those people and bring them to the light because that is the only way. That is the only way that they can heal. Yeah. And in learning that, living in their truth and sharing their truth is how they will get to use Absolutely. their pain 
to bring others joy and in turn bring in themselves joy. Absolutely. And you're a proof of this. You're a proof. Yeah. Because you are taking, you're basically looking at the thing that used to scare you to death, the thing that took over your life, the thing that almost killed you. Yeah. You're now looking that straight in the, in the face and going, I'm using this now as a vehicle to bless other people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And we all get to do that though. Every yeah. one of us. Yeah. What's up, Mary Sterling? Good to see you. What's up, Marilyn? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I love that. Dude, that's so profound. It's like, dude, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Dude, this is another thing. We're incredibly hard on ourselves all the time. Yeah. Super critical, but we never give ourselves due credit. And one of the things that we have, we all have choices. Everything right. in life is a decision. Down to like, what am I going to wear today? Down to like <laughs> the weather. Do I like it or not? Right. You know? And one of the choices there's, that we have is like how we're going to react and respond to the world. Yeah. You know, like, listen, love. I'm just going to drop that. Boom. Love. If you love, if you love, if you love, if you love, have compassion. Don't let the world beat you down. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself credit. <laughs> right. We all have the ability to influence and impact other people, which is crazy. And especially in the social media world where we're all so connected on here. So here's what I ask of you. And I'm going to talk about this in a second. Asking, right? Guys who are listening, please share this. If you're listening on whatever you're listening to, Spotify, if you're on Facebook Live right now, wherever you're listening to this, please share it. Because somebody may hear something in this episode that truly changes their life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and here's the, the fact is we all have an opportunity, even whether it's just to share this or not, to impact others. You know, and here's another thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. <laughs> Don't, oh my don't, God. don't be afraid to ask for anything. When we're kids, we ask for everything. <laughs> Shit, man. Daddy, my, I'm hungry. My kids <laughs> ask me for the craziest stuff, right? My nine-year-old stepson asked me for a car the other day. I'm like, dude, you don't even drive. <laughs> he wants a car. They're not afraid to ask for anything. But we grow up and we're adults now and we're scared to ask for anything, even when we desperately need it. Oh even when – even. Here's the thing. Even when we are so depressed and like literally we're talking about a serious subject and we feel like we want to kill ourselves and the world is out to get us and we're hopeless, we won't ask for help even if our life is at stake because we're so scared of asking. Yeah. And what would the world be like if we just all asked each other for anything, for help, for support, for advice, for feedback, for anything? For a hug, right? Like the term, like a uh, neighbor lends you sugar, right? Like nobody, who the, who does that anymore? Like if I, <laughs> seriously, if, right. I, if I need just a little bit of sugar, am I going to go to the store to buy sugar or ask my neighbor? You're going to go to the store. I'm going to go to the store. Because you're afraid to ask your Why? You know? Yeah. Where did we get away from that? Like, lend me some sugar. You know what I mean? Like Ask. Ask for what you want. It sounds like your next single. Give me some sugar. And, and, and when you ask, you receive. It is true. Even God says ask. Yeah. This is in the Bible. It talks about asking. Yeah. And we are afraid. We are so afraid to ask. And it's true. Yeah. It, because is it, is it, do you think it's because we're afraid to be vulnerable? 
No, because we're afraid to. Uh, we're afraid of rejection. Oh yeah. It, it all goes back to fear. Fear of. And here's my my input on this. It's just an opinion, but I think the the fears boil down to either fear of rejection. Yeah. Fear of I'm not going to get what I think I need or fear of people are going to judge me. Those three fears. Fear of rejection, fear of I'm not going to get what wow. I think I need or fear of people are going to judge me and not love me. Ah, damn, man. I so, gotta... so, so to counter, you know, right, like the opposite of fear is faith, right? So fear of rejection. How do you counter that? Faith. Yeah. Have faith. You know, fear of I'm not going to get what I think I need. How do you counter that? Have faith that you're going to be taken care of, that the universe, that God will provide. And and fear of people are going to judge you. Well, if I love myself, if I have faith in myself, then what do I care what other people think anyway? Right. Right? So the opposite of fear is faith. Just some just some spring. That's some sugar. So, Avril says, I'd ask, but I'm 55. Social media has created walls. Uh, what do you mean by that? Expand on that. I don't know what you mean. Agreed about fear. But fear is like, it paralyzes us. And you're right. Even if even if somebody's struggling with an addiction or they're, they're struggling where they're going down the wrong path and they know and they feel like they're out of control – like that fear, like that can be the difference of just stepping up and going, hey, will you help me? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to get help. Sometimes even asking that question is the very thing that's going to keep you out of jail or keep you in the grave. Well, here's the other thing, man. Like not all fear is bad, right? Like we wouldn't have it as a primal instinct if it was not good or had a purpose. Right, right, right. right like right. fear <laughs> of fire, right? Obviously, like fire burns you. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm scared of fire. Right. right, I'm scared of the ocean because there's sharks out there, and sharks eat people. Like, that's a that's a reasonable fear. Fear of falling. Yeah, you fall off of a high place, you die. Right, right? those are like legitimate fears. Okay, but th- these other fears are make believe. Like we make them up. Like somewhere we we created these fears, you know. And most of the time, it's our parents. Most of who we are today and what we believe was passed on by our parents. Our parents, our teachers, our peers, you know? So the, to, to counter that is like, we're like, we're here, you know, and they're up here, you know, and the next generations down here, we get the opportunity right here to influence these guys down here. Right. Which means like, don't teach them this stuff, you know, stand up and and have a platform and preach this stuff. Get out there. Even when it's not popular. So you're, for everyone out there listening, Roman's an awesome father, like incredible father. Like he's a great influence on me. I believe it. And I, 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 so how are you working with your kids to keep them from one? I mean, the fear of the right things like sharks, <laughs> like don't go pet the shark on the nose, but how are you teaching them to stand against fear? Like to, to not live in fear. It's simple, man. I just allow them to experience come to conclusions on your own, right? Like allow them to experience life. I don't run and, oh no, don't do that. Oh, don't do this because of whatever, you know? Don't, like if you don't eat your greens, you're, you're not gonna be strong. Like what, is that even real? Right now I'm like- I don't know, I'm like, confused by that still and I'm, I'm 38. Just, I'm just saying like these things that, 
my parents or people told me when I was younger, like, for whatever reasons, and like, God bless their heart, they did the best that they could with, with whatever, you know, tools that they had, right? you know, because their parents and then their parents and their parents. But today I get to I get to break the cycle. And what that looks like is, listen, I allow people to have experiences, have an experience, draw your own conclusions and then base what you believe off of your own conclusions. Right. Wow. If I'm teaching you, then I'm just passing on what I believe. Right. To you. And now you believe it. Right. It's like if I were to make my kids go to church. Right. Then I'm making them believe whatever I believe. Right. You know? And. <laughs> That's who, like that's not for me to do. Like I allow them to go and then have their own experience in that process. That's a weird thing. That I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because, like, no kid. Like how? I don't know what the right thing to do is because you want them to learn morals and you want them to learn those things. They want them to understand what who God is. But well, when you're being forced, that? when you're being, it's for them to decide. Well, whose job is that, man? That's my job as a parent to right. teach them. That's true. What's wrong? What's right? So for them to decide even at that age that they want to go to church. Listen, every every child <clears throat> is born and, and grows up and they have this concept of God. Yeah. Without us even having to say anything, without hitting them over the head with a Bible, they already have a, a conception of God. We're born with it. Right. We, we are. And if you talk to, if literally, if you talk to toddlers... Or like, you know, young children who don't have experience with church or religion at all. And you ask them about God, they have a conception, right? They already do. So like, why do I need to taint that? Yeah. Now, I I just get to tell them, hey, this is right and this is wrong. And this is based on facts. Everything else is an opinion. I'm not going to force feed opinions down your throat because you get to have your own opinions to become your own person, right? Because I became the person I am today because of all the opinions that were stuffed on my throne. So your kids are at that age where they're now in the school system. True. How, how do you feel like knowing what you know about the world and how, like how we basically were being trained to like robots. Yeah. How do you feel about traditional education with your kids? Man, I, we don't have enough time. we don't have enough time to talk about how i feel about the school system i'm a constant battle with the school system seriously like i i feel like i educate teachers on a regular basis and i have to to tell them what's what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and sometimes i have to tell them hey listen like you're kind of being really soft you know in this society like we baby we baby everyone. We baby children. We baby each other. We don't hold each other accountable. We don't provide honest, uh, you know, honest, thoughtful feedback. Mm-hmm. We don't because of the fear, right? And it's like, listen, provide, like, these are my kids. They spend, you know, six to eight hours with you a day. Right. Give them feedback, constructive feedback. Tell them where they're messing up. And they don't want to because they don't want to hurt feelings. God. Now, when did feelings become more important than education or morals or values or ethics? Seriously. Yeah. Okay, my, 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 my son may, you may hurt his feelings, but he'll get over that. Yeah. If he doesn't learn the lesson, he's, he's like, when is he ever going to learn it? 
You yeah. know, when he's 35 and he's skidding out on the bottom and doesn't know what to do with life? No. Like he gets to learn it now so that when, you know, when he gets to the age, he can be of maximum success to himself and to others. I love that, man. Yeah. Would you want to play, uh, you want to play your new single? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's play it. Let's. Yeah. Cause we, play. we're going to have to do this again. It's been too long. Yeah, man. This, this Which was one a is great it? show. Which let me, one do you want to do? let me think. Um, you know, I we're really, about to drop a new. Uh, he's really, about to drop a new single. I have my this. album up. You guys can't see it because it's super secret. It hasn't been released yet. But I'm telling you right now, the album is great. You guys are everyone's. I swear to God, everyone's. Everyone is gonna love this album because it was well thought out. It's honest. It's vulnerable. Yeah, and, it and it's authentic. And people love that. I love it. Anything I hear that's authentic, I love it. I'm like, even if it off. even if it offends me, I yeah, I, I, I want to hear it because it's it real. Me. Give it to me. Torch I'm gonna play Bear. a song based. I was gonna play a different song. Okay. I was when we were starting, but just based on the conversation we've had tonight, like I felt really, uh, you know, drawn to playing this song. Okay. It, it, it features. I featured a really good friend of mine. He he actually raps the second verse on it. His name is Jameson. I'll have to tag him in this so he can watch it. I, I didn't tell him I was going to play this tonight, but you know it's my song, so I'm going to play it. But it goes <laughs> it, it, it goes along with what we're talking about, and I think you guys will really dig it. It's called Days Like This, Ooh. and it really talks about those days, and you know what those days are. So here we go. Play, and it is going to. Play. Mary wants us to reunite. He's a celebrity now, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
People are digging it, man. <laughs> wow. I love it. Mama always told me there'll be days like this. But don't deny the world of your gifts. When you miss, when the time begins to action, even if you can't get no satisfaction, I know you're tired and the problem is less. Even if you're stressed, remember you're so blessed. They couldn't care less. What it is you do, so long as they true, but baby, just do you like you do with making this far. Everything is overcome, it seems so bizarre. So, one day, you don't listen to what it is they say. I'm a brother, say the best me. Gotta seize the day. No more regrets for any decision. You never need permission to follow your vision. Trust and conviction and love with all your heart. That thing you never, ever told you before. Yeah. I'll tell you about her in a second. What's up, Pony? In fact, yeah, I need to tell you about her. All right, yeah, everybody. Thank that, you. I, that's maybe my favorite song I've heard. And yeah. I've, I've heard all of them. Yeah. No, you haven't. I haven't? No, you haven't. Oh. Yeah. I, I some new ones. Man. So I'm really excited about this, and I'm really proud of you, man. I mean, that's Thank such you. an accomplishment. Appreciate it, man. And I expect to see you on tour. I, I, I mean, I'm really impressed. I honestly, I would douche out. If I didn't like it, I would. you would see me douche out. I, I really dig it. I know. I'm so proud yeah. of you, man. Thank you, man. It means a lot, bro. And I know it's something special. Yeah, so that poured my heart in it. And I'm not on some ego stuff. Trust me. I, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I did all this, and I was like, "Oh, well, that was cool." I wasn't even gonna release it, and somebody was like, "Dude, what? Like, release that to the world?" I'm like, okay, you know. But I know it's special because it came from the heart, and anything from the heart is special. It is, you know. And that being said, to those watching, listening, like you guys are special. Like you guys will all have it within you. To make a difference and an impact in this world. So, Avril. Hey, Avril. Um, Chicago's finest. She says that she has someone who would love to hear it, and she's awesome. somebody that knows people. Cool. She's awesome. a very connected woman. That's time. Um, all right, guys. You guys are amazing. You're a blessing. Um, Thank you. We're going to have to convince him to do this again because this was too much fun. I'm down. Um, I'm down. Yeah. And we live like, we literally live two block, like two streets over from each other. <laughs> so two there's no away. excuse. Yeah. We got to find time. Really? Um, all right, guys. Yeah. Listen, much love. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Share. Everybody, please share. share. share, um, share. You guys, Avril Pony, please share this video. Show us some love. This, there's been some amazing nuggets. This has been unbelievable, but it's just been great to do this with you again, man. Yeah, I just kind of went there. It so. just, we, it just we went. Just no there. planning ever, because I don't plan. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. This is just what happens when you get the soup. And, and the sauce. sauce. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you so much. Good night.